to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. I have a very odd revelation in these uh, stories that I've uncovered here tonight. Um, as you may or may not heard uh, in a story in the Los Angeles Times, um, and, and this is the title of the article as well, actually. The ex-college instructor was arrested in connection with arson setting spree near the Dixie Fire. Um, so this is very interesting. This article is by Haley Smith. It was just published today, uh, the day I'm recording this, which is August 11, 2021. A former college instructor linked to a rash of arson fires has been arrested and charged with igniting a blaze on federal forest land not far from the site of the massive Dixie Fire in Northern California. Gary Stephen Maynard, 47, has been charged with willfully starting the ranch fire which sparked August 7th in Laysan National Forest and burned down about an acre. According to documents filed in a federal court this week, Maynard had also suspected in at least six other fires that ignited in the Laysan and Shasta Trinity National Forest in the last month. Six, so it's seven altogether in one month. It's more than one a week. It appeared that Maynard was in the midst of an arson-setting spree, the documents say. Investigators first encountered Maynard at the scene of the Cascade Fire, a July 20th blaze in a remote part of Shasta Trinity. According to an affidavit from U.S. Forest Service Special Agent Tyler Bollum uh, supporting the arrest warrant, a witness said Maynard arrived in the area that morning and appeared mentally unstable, at one point threatening the witness with a knife. He recalled Maynard walking away in the same direction that the Cascade Fire soon ignited, before returning about 10 minutes later, the affidavit said. Maynard was still at the scene when a fire investigator arrived because his car was stuck in a rut. The investigator said he was agitated and uncooperative when questioned. A search of the site led to burned areas on the ground consisting of sticks, newspaper material, and a wooden match. After visiting the scene and reviewing the facts in the case, I concurred that the ignition of this fire was not only suspicious, but consistent with arson. When a second fire erupted early the next morning near the Everett Memorial Highway on Mount Shasta, tire tracks at the scene matched those of Maynard's car. In the weeks that followed, investigators used tire tracks, location data, EBT card activity, and vehicle records to link Maynard to the sites of several other fires at the same time of their ignition. Charges have not been filed in those cases. He was arrested Saturday in a restricted area near the scene of the Conrad fire, which was sparked the same day as the ranch fire about three miles away. Tracking device data showed he had stopped at the location for about 30 minutes. The arrest comes as firefighters struggled to contain the monstrous Dixie fire, which swelled to more than half a million acres Wednesday. It is one of 11 major wildfires burning across the drought-ravaged state, the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection said. Officials have long war warned that even a single spark can grow into a massive fire amid the region's bone-dry vegetation and record-breaking heat. While most of the fires allegedly linked to Maynard remained small, at least one, the Bradley Fire of July 11th, destroyed more than 300 acres of forest land. 
So, um, from what I understand, this guy Maynard did not start the Dixie Fire, but he was being very uh, disruptive and kind of like almost like um, uh, setting fires around the firefighters so that they were not able to uh, really regroup and get the fire under control. So this is a very troubled individual, obviously. And um, I read another article about the man earlier where he had struggled, I believe, uh, maintaining work, um, which many people with, you know, whether they be personality disorder, mental disorder, whatever he has, because I know he has something because um, a friend of his that he worked with at the college, she was paying for two cars that he was staying in. He had lost his house. This was not in the article I just read, but I read it in another article about him because I was fascinated by the story. It's just not what I was expecting. I just, I mean, we know the, the fire started because of climate change, but there was, a, I, I was not expecting an arson element to it. It just completely caught me off guard. But then I recalled that in 2018, there was um, arson going on there as well. And I'll get to that in a second. But as I said before, he's living in this these two cars, I guess, that this uh, co-worker had bought for him. And she said um, she was glad that, or she hoped that he could finally get the help he needs because she said that uh, he had always been um, unstable uh, mentally. So it's a... Uh, it, it appears very much that um, this is um, some kind of personality disorder going on with this person. Um, and uh, it's important to remember that sometimes uh, these fires are set because people are trying to destroy government property or they want to get revenge. It's not always a person with a personality disorder. However, there are um, some evidence um, from what I'll read in this article and psychology today by um, uh, Douglas Fields with the, who has a PhD um, and the article is titled inside the mind of an arsonist uh, California wildfires what sort of person is compelled to commit arson and so this is uh, meant to provide kind of an understanding of uh, the psychology and the reasons why people like to start uh, fires the Inferno of Tragic Fires in California, and this is written in 2018 before this year's uh, fire. So this is back in the 2018 fire that this is about. Has destroyed thousands of homes, incinerated hundreds of thousands of acres, and killed many people this year. In the latest, the entire town of Paradise was reduced to smoldering ash, highlighting the vulnerability of anyone and anything in the destructive power of wildfire among the homes lost in the week's California fires include those of celebrities Miley Cyrus, Neil Young, and Gerard Butler. The current blazes are still raging out of control, and it is too soon to know the causes and full extent of the destruction. But some of these California fires were ignited intentionally. A 51-year-old man has been charged with starting the Southern California Holy Fire. A uh, 32-year-old man has been linked to five California fires. What sort of person is compelled to pyromania to kill, terrorize, destroy lives and property and devastate the beauty of nature with fire? I don't know, but it's very odd. That's for sure. 
Although President Trump has pointed fingers of blame at California for its environmental policies as the root cause of these infernos, the problem is hardly unique to that state. Between April 2016 and March 2017, there were 76,106 fires in England that were set deliberately, according to Tyler, etc., all resulting in 1,027 casualties and 47 deaths. 60, 76,106 fires were set deliberately. That's a huge number. The financial losses are staggering. 1.7 billion British pounds. The same study finds that in the United States, there are an estimated 261,330 deliberately set fires reported every year, costing approximately $1 billion in property damage and 440 deaths. $1 billion in property dam damage is caused by arson in the United States of America every year. Doesn't that blow your mind? see like why i get so frustrated sometimes with these politicians when they're talking about they don't know how to help when they have this data if they have this data why don't they do something about pyromania why don't they help the people with pyromania anyway moving on research shows that fire setters are significantly more likely to have been registered with psychiatric services compared with other criminal offenders and four times more likely compared with community controls. Between 10% to 50% of patients who are admitted to medium security forensic mental health services have a record of deliberate fire setting. Fire setting in adolescence and early adulthood predicts schizophrenia in later life. Fire setting behavior is associated with animal cruelty in juveniles. The other statistically significant risk factors being male gender and the victim of sexual abuse. Arsonists differ from typical violent offenders in being more socially isolated and lacking coping skills. And the prevalence of suicide is significantly higher than controls. So let's just go back on this a little bit. The research is showing that the people who um, we refer to as pyromaniacs are more likely to have been registered with psychiatric services. So that should be a huge um, glaring problem when you hear something like that that you recognize in the government because if they're registered with psychiatric services already why isn't the psychiatry helping them what's going on and I'm pretty sure you'll find a lot of times it has to do with um, income and insurance and uh, their insurance doesn't cover the services so these are the people who you allow out into society and you tell them when they have, you know, real problems to go get a job. But what if they can't help but do damage to others? What are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to go? Because this person went and it looks like lost their job and then got worse and started starting more fires. So this is pretty interesting. So let's see. Continue on here. Females are, com are reported to commit nearly one-third of deliberately set fires, but less is known about the psychopathological and criminal characteristics of female fire setters. Female fire setters in a recent study were more often diagnosed with depression, substance abuse, and personality disorder than male arsonists. So that's interesting. Um, it it's even saying 
females who set the fire seem to have more personality disorder than males so it's not even necessarily like you don't necessarily have another personality disorder so could just be unique to pyromania it's very interesting and men Fire setters appear to be a discrete group of criminal offenders with a distinguishing constellation of psychological characteristics. This suggests the necessity of specialized treatment to target these individuals in prison and before they become offenders. Greater research is needed to guide treatment effectively, but a small study of 63 male and female patients with a history of deliberate fire setting published by Tyler and colleagues in 2018 has tracked the efficacy of intervention programs for the mentally disordered offenders. The results suggest that the treatments significantly reduce the compulsion to start fires, but far more research is necessary to extend and confirm this small-scale study. Views toward arsonists have changed over time. According to a 2018 review of pyromania in Western Europe between the years of 1800 to 1950 by Lydia Dalhusen, a criminologist at Utrecht University, the data show the pendulum swinging back and forth from being viewed as a crime to being regarded as a mental illness. If viewed as an illness, punishing arsonists uh, for a form of insanity becomes an ethical dilemma. But there is no doubt that more needs to be done to reduce the horrific destruction by fire that society is suffering. While current debate centers on the influence of climate change, which is real, we all know that, on the raging number and intensity of wildfires, less attention is given to understanding the mind of the person who would light the match. Society faces daunting challenges of grappling with altering uh, the global climate, but in looking for ways to prevent the devastating destruction of fire sweeping California and elsewhere, increased support for psychological research and greater mental health services would seem to provide an effective and easily attainable way to fight this inferno. So this is very interesting because all too often we're so quick to, um, you know, judge people. We all do it. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I think in this case it's very bad because... how <laughs> i mean this is a difficult problem to grasp here right i mean these people are causing great destruction and um some of them don't even have personality disorder but if this um pyromania is the real deal and it's a mental illness and we see that um these people seem to have a through point of some sort of uh, sexual abuse uh, especially in men uh, whereas women um, tend to have uh, things like depression and substance abuse. If that's a through point, we can treat these people when they're younger so that they don't grow up and become um, violent. And that's essentially what the, what the article is arguing. And on top of that, it will help decrease these fires that are being set intentionally by people who know that the climate has changed and so it's 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 uh, presenting them with the perfect opportunity to be destructive. But if we can get to them before and prove to them that they're worth a damn, that they can change, communicate that to them, and and help them with whatever medications and therapies they may need, many of these fires may be prevented. So this is a very um, important. Um, article I think that a lot of people just overlook because they say oh well it's psychology I'm not going to look at that ill dirty um, 
but let's revisit this pyromania thing as a possible um, uh, way of deterring future fires and and you know when they when these people get arrested you have to pay for them so it, it's in your interest to to prevent them from getting to jail so that they don't just keep going in and out and they'll just stay there for the rest of their lives at that point because they're too old to be helped let's help them when they're younger i'm not talking about forcing anyone but let's make the services more widely available so that people have more free access to these services and let's make it so that these services are covered fully by insurance people should not still be getting turned away but all too often i hear um especially from people you know like college professors who make you know good a decent amount of money they, they they're not qualifying um for these uh, health services or if they do they're not aware that they exist so we need more community outreach um Again, you know, my heart goes out to all the people currently suffering from the Dixie Fire, and hopefully some of this information will get to some people somewhere who can uh, kind of put this into action and let's, I don't know, tack on an amendment and make sure that some mental health services are, are available in some bill or something, you know. And if you're not going to do defund the police, at least add more mental health services to the police department so that maybe they can get to these people but we need a community kind of emergency task force to help people with mental disorders because they're they're starting to take their frustrations out on us and our society and that cannot end well for the person or for us or for the police and fire department who have to do all this work let's take some of the burden off of them all right everyone thank you so much for tuning in to more content talk um hey you can uh share us all over the place we're more content talk at youtube um tiktok as well as instagram share all of our stuff share all of our content um you can also um uh check us out on twitter at more underscore content pls all right, everyone, have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, siesta, fiesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, nap time, party time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell. <laughs>